This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. This podcast is here for anyone who's interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. Crypto Curious is a space to get started as we cover off all the basics that you need to know. But we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. Today, we're looking at the crypto news over the past month, what has happened in the crypto sphere. And as always, I'm joined by my pals from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. Hey guys, how are you going? Howdy, how are you going? Very well, very well. So today we look at the crypto news over the past month. So what has happened in the crypto sphere? And I wanted to start today at having a quick look at the overall market because the last two weeks have not been so kind after what was a pretty green month for the month of March across the board. Craig, do you want to start us off? We had a bit of a bounce in March. Bitcoin and Ethereum bounced 9% and 15%. But it turned out to be maybe a bit of a dead cat bounce, Tracy, because since then, especially the last 10 days, all of those gains have been wiped from the market. So what do you think's happening? Well, for starters, we just did the lovely jargon episode last week, which I wasn't a part of, but big fan of, boys. Well done. You've said dead cat bounce. What does that mean? What's the terminology there? So dead cat bounce pretty much means that... <laughs> throw a dead cat on the floor. <laughs> throw a dead cat on the floor. He's going to bounce, but he dead. Okay. He dead. Okay. Self-explanatory. So what you're saying is that this bounce has been short-lived. So what what have we seen? So you've said those two have moved 9%, 15%, and then basically the last 10 days we've lost that again. Well, I think the market's a little bit spooked with the inflation rates coming out, which actually did come out today and was 8.5%, which is quite high, right? For the, for the US, 8.5% inflation rate in the US for day-to-day goods, you know, which is, um, which is a lot, which essentially means that if you're – pay isn't going up by 8%, you know, every year, 8.5% every year, then, you know, you're earning less than you were in the previous year. So you're going to give me a pay rise, Blake? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Uh, And we're talking about inflation rates in the US here, aren't we? Yeah, we're talking about inflation rates in the US. And, you know, the prices of petrol here and day-to-day goods is, is astronomical. As we know, Bitcoin and Ethereum and the crypto markets are very volatile Anyway, so is this short-lived? Are we seeing the market about to bounce back? What happens to the inflation hedge narrative that gold and Bitcoin, shouldn't gold and Bitcoin be going up based off these numbers? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the rates weren't known until today and you know, we'll, have, we'll see if, you know, the market responds to that. 
the overall narrative has been that inflation rates are, have been growing over time, um, particularly since COVID, and that you know more more capital will flow to gold and, and deflationary assets like Bitcoin. But there's more factors than just that that affect the market. You know, of course, there's the war going on in Ukraine, and you know there's less stimulus in the economy now. Now that we're kind of post-COVID, so. Yeah, there's a lot happening and yeah, the market's really just bouncing around and it's really not clear you know, what direction it's going in the short term. Okay, well, what about good old Dogecoin? Because that's also had a bit of a rally over the last few weeks and I think that was sparked by Elon purchasing Twitter shares and joining the board. So as the story goes, he's purchased 9% stake in the company, which also led to a big pump in the share price. Boys, what do we think of this? Well, first thing, I know Tesla opened their gigafactory here in Austin last week. And I know a couple of people that went and he said, um, I was told that there was Dogecoin mascots all around the um, the party. And um, <laughs> they, they had the Dogecoin logo on the, on the projectors. So wow. I don't know if that has anything to do with the Dogecoin pump, but it's definitely um, still saying that Elon is promoting. Well, look, the story goes that there was a little bit of unrest amongst like the, the Twitter employees knowing the side of the fence that Elon sits on because he's all about like stopping the censorship when it comes to Twitter. And, and we know that because of all the Twitter posts that he's done in the last six months and and beyond. And But he's also pushing for Doge to become, a, you know, one of the payment options for Twitter subscription. And he's also posting that a little bit. So every time he posts that at the moment, Doge has been having a little pump. So we're back to that happening again. Craig, what are your thoughts on this story? You know, just some of the tweets he's done, like, he hasn't really mentioned Doge in any of them, though. So I don't know why Doge would be pumping, but I think we're living in his world at the moment. Who's to say he doesn't do something random? Like, would not surprise me. I think I said this to you the other day, Trace, you just know Doge will go again. You just know. Yeah, look, he's definitely a wild card, that's for sure. And another story is the Solana NFT marketplace that has been doing very well, especially as it's the main place to buy the fan fave, the Degenerate Apes, which is one of Craig's favourites we've spoken about in our um, NFT episode. Uh, But Solana NFTs have now been given a bit of a boost uh, by the biggest NFT marketplace, OpenSeas, as it was added to their platform a few weeks ago. Now, Craig, you actually called this news even before it broke, because I'm sure you were talking about this in a couple of episodes ago, saying that it needed to happen. So what's your thoughts here? So this pretty much means that the Solana NFTs will now be available on OpenSea. Now, as we all know, OpenSea is pretty much the eBay for online digital goods at the moment. Um, It dominates the space, but I've done some digging here to see what that actually means for Solana NFTs and Solana specifically. So NFT sales on Ethereum last 30 days, Trace, $2.4 billion. Just a cool 2.4, yeah. Solana, $230 million. So only about 10% of Ethereum. This is interesting. It only has... 50% of the buyers as Ethereum does, which sort of tells me that Solana has more of a user base compared to the volume because obviously it's cheaper, the gas fees are less, the NFTs cost less. And Ethereum is where, you know, maybe some of of the more whales play, like the Bored Ape Yacht Clubs, the CryptoPunks. Who's to say some of those whales won't pick up some Solana blue chips? Mm. That was my thesis with the D-Gen Apes. You know, I was looking as well, and it does add up. Like Magic Eden is the Solana NFT marketplace. 
and their volume is about 10% of OpenSea. So it's a big market that Solana NFTs are being exposed to. You got any top picks for anything we should be looking at in there then? Well, I've bought a degenerate ape now. He has a Twinkie in his mouth and a vest <laughs> and a bucket hat. <gasps> Of course he has, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many of them, um, but they're my favourites, mainly because they're just, I have a personal history with them. I minted them, so I'm, like, attached to it. It's now my WhatsApp profile picture and my Twitter profile picture. Blake, what are you minting? Are you minting any DJ apes? Uh, I am not minting any DJ (laughs) apes. I wish I had the time to do that. Okay, we digress. Now... The Bitcoin 2022 conference happened last week in Miami. Actually, it was between the 6th and the 9th of April. And the who's who of crypto companies and personalities all come together. And this is touted as the world's largest crypto conference where there's plenty of announcements and talk about all the latest happenings. Now, this was the same conference last year where the El Salvador president announced that they would be accepting Bitcoin as legal tender. So I, for one, was expecting there to be a lot of hype to come out of this event, but it didn't really happen. I don't know about you guys, but all I saw was a lot of people on socials um, popping up posts standing next to that pretty cool looking new Bitcoin bull statue. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Miami um, mayor unveiled it for the event. It was, it was actually quite cool. Um, so didn't really see a lot of other big news come out of this event. Did you guys notice anything? Well, one thing I noticed is that the bull doesn't have any balls. And you're meant to rub the Wall Street bulls balls for good luck. And I guess no one could do that, which means the price dumped. Trust you to notice that. Okay. Blake, was there anything else more highbrow that you noticed at the event? Yeah, it just looks like there was a lot more institutions getting involved this year than there was uh, in previous years. There was a very big announcement from Stripe regarding their integration with Shopify um, to allow BTC payments Um, on the Lightning Network. And maybe just to give um, everyone a little understanding, um, the Lightning Network is kind of like a layer two network on Bitcoin to allow for quick and cheap payments. Um, We all know that the fees on Bitcoin are quite expensive and they're very slow. And the Lightning Network's really built to allow people to do everyday things. Like, you know, I wouldn't keep large sums of money on there, but certainly if you're buying a t-shirt or some you know everyday goods online then you know it's really great to be able to use that infrastructure let's take a break from our sponsors now but we'll be back in a moment with some more crypto news hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Back with some more news now, and last week we heard from the Ethereum network as they merged on Kiln Testnet. Now, this is all to do with a move to the proof-of-stake network, Uh, and now this has got some significant meaning to it, and I'm going to handball this over completely to Blake to tell us a bit more about why this is an important piece of news. Yeah, this is this is a pretty big milestone because it was the last public test before they actually start the transition um, for Ethereum to be proof of stake. And what this essentially means is that it's moving away from mining to um, having validators on the network. And what's really interesting about this is that you know, anyone will be able to either be a validator or contribute to a validation pool on the network and be paid up to 12% per annum on the Ethereum that they lock up into one of these smart contracts. So there's a lot of excitement in the sector about, you know, the next stage of development of Ethereum here. And, you know, one of the key concerns of, you know, the test not going well is that it would push back the the transition or the launch date of the merge further. It's been pushed back many times over the last couple of years, but now it looks like that the, the merge is imminent. So what does that mean for Ethereum transactions? The thesis is that you know more people um, will be potentially looking to purchase Ethereum so that they can participate in you know staking their Ethereum in the network to generate a yield from their assets. But you know that's really yet to be seen. Um, so you know we'll, we'll have to observe that one over the next couple of months. Okay. So what about this news, boys? This is a little bit laughable, but also extremely serious at the same time. Meta is looking for new revenue streams and looking for new users due to the fact that it you know had a pretty rapid decline of its social media empire, formerly known as Facebook, over the last six months. And it's reported now that they're looking into adding currency into this metaverse. Uh, and the employees apparently are having a bit of an internal joke referring to this possible new coin as Zuck Bucks. Uh, I'm personally, you know, looking to give this a bit of a wide berth, but anyone got any thoughts on this? When I first thought I'd heard about this, I just thought it was a joke. I don't think they'll call it Zuckbucks. No, no, I don't think so. I think, like they said, that's just more of an internal joke. But I do 100% think that this will happen. You know, I think that may, it makes commercial sense for them to do this. Is this an extension of what Libra was trying to be? So here's a bit from the Financial Times. Meta is looking into the creation of social tokens or reputation tokens which could be used as rewards for meaningful contributions in Facebook groups. So this is similar to already what TikTok are doing. And TikTok have those coins that you can earn and then you can like boost your posts with these like coins. They're not cryptos. So this Zuckbucks virtual coin is a little bit of clickbaiting, I think, Tracy. So another piece of news that I think is important to cover off on is Goldman Sachs, which is a one of the world's largest investment banks completed their first over-the-counter, also known as OTC, crypto trades. And OTC trades are generally done for trades that are quite large and bigger than what would normally be done on a cryptocurrency exchange. Their OTC desk has done an over-the-counter crypto options trade, which isn't actually relates to the underlying Bitcoin, it's more of like a bet on Bitcoin, right? And it was done in collaboration with you know, a famous figure in this sector. His name is Mike Novogratz. And he was a very early 
Ethereum investor, but also he's a macro trader from from Wall Street. He now has a fund called Galaxy Digital, and it was done in collaboration with Galaxy Digital. And this pitted news is particularly newsworthy because of the narrative that Goldman Sachs has put out into the public realm over the past few years. And it's really changed how they feel and, and what they say about Bitcoin. So Trace, do you want to maybe go over you know, how that, that narrative has changed? Yeah, for sure. Because these guys certainly have done a bit of a backflip. So Looking at, the, looking at the news, 2017, this headline says, Bitcoin is a vehicle for fraudsters, warns Goldman Sachs boss. Then we go to August 2018, which is when we're having a little bit of a, a, bit of a crash, and the Goldman Sachs says Bitcoin is never coming back. Then fast forward to 2020, Goldman Sachs says cryptocurrencies are not an asset class. Then it starts to change. We've got 2021, Goldman Sachs is close to offering BTC and other digital assets to its wealth management clients. So that was a change in 2021. And then January this year, Goldman says Bitcoin 100,000 is possible uh, by taking on gold. So that's a pretty big change in those kind of four or five years um, and just shows if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. All I think of when I read this is just wait until they find out about DeFi. <laughs> Don't you reckon? There's $200 billion in DeFi. That seems extremely undervalued considering what it can offer. 100%. And, you know, one of the theses is that investment banks will one day potentially only use DeFi or, you know, some evolved version of it. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how how that sector, that subsector matures. Mm, got a long way to go on that. Now, another bit of news and a little bit of fanfare. Last week, we reached 19 million Bitcoins being mined, which leaves a further 2 million to go. Um, But just out of curiosity, how long will it take us to get through those further 2 million? Well, the last Bitcoin is expected to be mined somewhere around the year 2140. I got a bit stumped on that one. And the reason for that is because the block reward every four-year halves, and we've discussed the halvening. So every four years, the miners get half the amount that they did the previous four years. Mm. And the you know, thesis is that Bitcoin should at least double in that period, which means that you know they can create sustainable business models by modeling out the future growth of Bitcoin based on the supply and demand dynamics of the the you know, reduce block rewards. Now, a little bit of news before we finish up on the home front. Back on the 21st of March, we had Blockchain Week here in Australia. There were loads of exciting things that went on, notably a bit of chat around the NFT journeys of some Australian sporting groups like the National Basketball League and also um, Cricket Australia and Tennis Australia both speaking about the NFT journey. So there was some really great stuff that happened um, Blockchain Week Australia. And if we also look at just last week, the AFR hosted the Crypto Summit here in um, Sydney and there were a lot of, you know, um, fantastic things that came out of that one where uh, crypto and non-crypto minds all came together to talk about uh, the future of uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency, you know, here in Australia and what that might look like in the future and there was all very bullish news uh, there on that front. Just on that trace, we are punching above our weight massively in Australia. It's so good to see a bunch of 
GameFi startups. I was talking to a bunch of people that are starting up their own crypto fund, crypto project, and it's, I think it's a good place to be. So if you're looking to get into the space, I think in the next few months, there's going to be a bunch of job openings um, that are coming up locally. So it's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to leave it there for this week, but we still want to know what you want to know. So please keep the emails coming at podcast at getbamboo.io and follow us on social media and make sure that you hit the follow button whenever you're listening to us like right now so that you don't miss an episode and get notified every time we release a new one. We'd also love you to share the podcast with your friends and family. We know there are a lot of people out there who are really curious about crypto, so please send them our way. And don't forget to rate and review us in your podcast app. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that you join us again next week. Bye for now. See you guys. See ya. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the EquityMates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.